Welcome citizens, you're listening to New Amsterdam Radio, the podcast for creatives. Here, thinkers and doers always have a key to the city. The mayor is in, so office hours start now. What's going on citizens, it's Flobo Boys, this is New Amsterdam Radio, currently in the mayor's office, but... I got some plans today to head out to the beach here uh, nearby or see the water, find a, a different change of scenery. I feel like I'm in the mayor's office all the time. <laughs> this is New Apps every other podcast for creatives. And season four has been a trip. And I and I love the fact that you guys tune in every week have, have helped this show grow over such a short period of time. Uh, I would say yeah, we're heading towards a year of having guests on the show and, and doing that. Uh, it's crazy to see that the caliber of people that have came up to the mayor's office, hang out and top it up game and talk about their trials and tribulations and struggles and achievements and wins. And it's been fantastic. Uh, but this episode, Things are kind of coming around full circle. Before I get to that, just want to say newamsam.com, KNW, Amsterdam.com. Learn more about the show and all the other shows that I host. And if you want to support the show, there's many ways you can do that. You can buy your own New Amsterdam t-shirt at flobito.threadless.com. That's F-L-O-B-I-T-O. That threadless.com. There's a new Amsterdam design out there. There's a, a DJ Flopito design, a lot of cool designs on that website. Support the show any way you can as you make this grow. Now, I have a lot of slashes. You guys know how I feel about slashes. I'm an urban polymath. I'm a man of different pursuits. And to take the phrase of Mr. Terrific, I have an aptitude of collecting aptitudes, but it kind of all came into one or two major experiences in my life. When it came to trusting the microphone, it was stand-up comedy for me back in 2014. But when it came to being a host, uh, one of uh, my inspirations is my guest today. Carrie D. Lane, Carrie Lane, taught me everything there is to know about structuring a show and making sure you hit the points of a show that matters, that counts. It feels like we've been friends for 20 years, but it's been like maybe two, if that. Uh, to be able to have her on the program is definitely a treat. And, and she was so gracious with her time after, or so I say between two other shows she was working on, two of the pieces of content she was working on. Uh, I, for one, was grateful. So this is my chat with Carrie Lane. I get to gush about how uh, she had so much skills that I sopped it up like a sponge. And I am who I am today. Uh, without further ado, my chat with Carrie Lane. Welcome back to New Amsterdam Radio Podcast for Creatives. It is I, the mayor of Global Voice, in the mayor's office, but I am not alone. I am being joined by host, cosplayer, journalist, and one of the two people that taught me everything there is to know about hosting. I owe my career to her. Give it up for Carrie Lane. How's it going, Carrie? What's up? Thank you for having me. I was like, oh, that's such a sweet intro. I'm like, oh, stop it. I mean, these I'll are all true. I'll pay you later. <laughs> yeah, he's checking the mail. What's my Venmo? <laughs> these are all true. Host, cosplayer, journalist. Uh, you are doing big things in the news space in Santa Barbara. I think I saw a clip of you on the internet a couple weeks ago. I, I think you're also on, on the film review side of things too, 
Well, I've days? been doing my own film reviews, yeah. And actually, I've been trying to do it more because I've seen, uh, I'd seen other friends like post kind of short reviews of stuff. And so I finally got onto Letterboxd. Amy Martinez, I finally did it. Um, she was, we posted together and she posted about it. And, or she had talked about it. And this is not endorsed by Letterboxd. But I was like, all right, maybe I'll just write like a short thought on the film or whatever it is I watch, you know, but not plot because you can find the plot anywhere. Unless right. it is one of those, don't read the plot. Because there are those movies, it's better to know nothing. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so just been putting more of those out there. And then I had another friend, Leslie, who was like, hey, uh, make the, my, I do anime reviews as well on my YouTube. And was like, oh, you can put them on TikTok. But TikTok maxes a minute. And my normal anime reviews are like three to five. So to boil yeah. that down into one minute has been a fun challenge. I'm like, okay, let me tell you the important things of why you should watch this show in one minute. Yeah. So, yeah. Did, do you have to just say things really fast? You get cutty? Like, how do you convince It's more them? the important things that you would highlight that you would tell to convince a friend to watch it. So it's mm -hmm. like, hey, here is, I do maybe very basic concept, art style. I like talking about that because it's a visual medium, so it matters what it looks like. True. What are some of the highlights or what are things maybe to look out for or just ignore because it's cheesy or whatever. Be like, hey, it does this, but I'm like, it's, it's fine. Right. <laughs> so how'd you get into anime? Were you an anime fan forever? Was this kind of like a thing you saw and said, this is my niche? Was it a mixer of both? Uh, well, I'm definitely lucky that I was in the age group. <laughs> age group. I don't know why that gestures age group, but group of people <laughs> where it was on television, it was on the CW, it was on Fox Kids or whatever, and just a few different stations of like your basic stuff. But that was great because it wasn't, there was no streaming service yet, semi-dating myself, but you know, there's no, there, it was hard to get anime. You had to go to a, like, a place that sold DVDs. Uh, I'm all, I don't think it was Suncoast Video, because then that really is a time period. But, you know, similar idea at the mall, and you bought, <laughs> I still have some DVDs I bought from my early days. Uh, and then I remember, like, in high school, there was a girl when I was a freshman, and uh, I think she was a junior or senior, and she had Utena Revolutionary Girl, which is a really cool classic one. She had it on VHS tapes and had the soundtrack on cassette tapes, and those were so cool. And that yeah. was kind of the start of it, and then just m made ease of access as I got older. I was part of an anime club in college. They did, uh, I went to UC Riverside, and they did a field trip to Little Tokyo, which was like, oh, this cool. is so fun and exciting. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like so, so, your little weeb heart is so excited. <laughs> Weebs. <laughs> it's what your was... weeb. Uh, I've heard some people not love that word. I feel it's okay. It's one of those if you use it on yourself of like yeah. your nerd, but anime nerd, weeb. I'm like, sure. It's very similar because uh, a lot of my friends and listeners to the show are wrestling fans. So it's like the term mm. of Mark. Mark is somebody who's like a super fan of wrestling that able to buy the merchandise. We call mm. each other selves Marks, but if someone's like, you're a Mark, it's like, shut up. It's like, what are we arguing about? Uh, what was your, your childhood anime mix? Because for me, I had the same experience as you had. I watched Pokemon. It wasn't into Yu-Gi-Oh that much, but I watched mm -hmm. um, Sailor Moon, a little bit of One Piece. Uh, but that was like the far as I went. What was your mix growing up as a kid? Yeah, so I would say definitely with Sailor Moon. I didn't really ever get into Yu-Gi-Oh as well. I'm like, mm. also Pokemon felt like the most washed down anime for me at the time that I was like, eh, oh, uh, no offense to Pokemon lovers, but it was just like, I, I don't know, maybe the also, I haven't watched it in Japanese. I'm like, I wonder if 
the plot is more elevated in Japanese because like Sailor Moon, the actual dialogue and intelligence level is more elevated in Japanese. But, you know, they were catering it for a younger audience here. So it's like, it makes sense. Uh, Car Captor Sakura, which was a great one. That theme song is super different in Japanese as well. The American yeah. one, it's like adventure show. And then Japanese is like cutesy, yeah. like adorable. And you're like, whoa, that's a totally different. But I mean, the show's the same, but like the, the intro the to get boys to watch it too. I'm uh, so Dragon... into intros. The intros have set the whole tone for me. It's true. It makes a big difference. Uh, Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z. I watched a bit of it, not necessarily super in order that I'd be like, I know exactly when these things happen, but I remember like a bit of it. Uh, Digimon oh, was yeah. a good classic. Monster Rancher was really fun. <laughs> it's funny you mentioned that song mm. is on my MP3 player, dating myself. Nice, so, yeah. So I'm on a jog and it's like, Monsters Rule, uh, 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 Monster Ranger. Mm, mm, mm. I'm trying to think of any other ones. Those were the big ones. Those were on television. And yeah, uh, I feel like there might have been more, but those were like the main block. Sure. Uh, so that was the gateway drug of time. I love it. And, and so on your YouTube channel now, you do anime reviews and you said on your shows, you do quote, sub and dub. Uh, you've gained yourself into a community and I know the community may be very, very adamant about their content and those who do it. Like, how has the community embraced you as a host? Has it been easy going? Has it been challenging? Where did it land for you? Well, to be honest, for anybody who doesn't know, I generally prefer sub if I'm watching on my own. Though I have a major respect, mad respect and appreciation for Dub and those actors because I've met many of them, friends with some of them, and had a bunch of them on as guests on shows that I've done. So, but the thing that's like the bigger idea is if you don't like it, it's not for you and that's okay. Nobody's making you watch it. So if you don't like it, don't watch it. It's okay. Uh, so it's definitely the personal preference. Like it depends, like maybe I don't love subtitles, like when it's late at night and I'm more tired and then I'm like, it's more work to read it. But you know, I'm not, I'm probably not gonna put on a dub myself unless I'm like reviewing it. Right. So it's like, no offense to my friends. It just doesn't, but I also have an interest in learning Japanese. So I like trying to essentially have my ears consume of as much of the language as possible. Even though yes, like there's, that's not exactly how people talk, but still, you know, it's like you're just hearing the words and phrases that you can pick up on things along the way. And yeah, as you mentioned, so I just finished doing now when this airs, this will be a little while later, mm -hmm. but I uh, just did Sword Art Online, Alicization, War of Underworld. It's a very long title. It's also a very long running show. It's been around for like 10 years, wow. uh, but we just did the last arc where pretty much all of it was done in quarantine where I self-produced the episodes where we had voice actors, we, the royal we, myself, mm -hmm. had voice actors on as well as English cast director. So it was really fun to talk about the show with their perspective. And then I was watching the episode like on Toonami with all the other people watching. So it was cool and I appreciate it. And it was fun in that way to watch sub and dub because I watched sub like months ago when it came out. And then it was fun to rewatch it to see what differences, if things made more sense having right. it explained in English because this show, especially this back half of it is very techy and philosophical stuff. So you're like, oh, what? <laughs> can you explain that again? <laughs> right. Huh? Yeah. 
so is there any with anyone who picks who picks or is chosen and it chooses them they, they have something to become is there a pressure to keep abreast uh in this world or is this kind of a thing where it's all a sponge to you where it's like oh yeah i just i just have to be in it I'm, i i live it i breathe it not a big problem do you find yourself slipping behind like how do you handle that if you do this is definitely one of those hashtag first world problems that there is so <laughs> much content uh so it's like it's it's probably impossible to really honestly be caught up with everything. You could be familiar with everything and like be interested, but I think it'd be really hard because I've encountered it where maybe I talk to people who are super uh, knowledgeable about all, about all the current shows that are uh, streaming or you know coming out right now, simulcast, and but then they don't know about all these fun and obscure ones or ones that are maybe only five years old, but they're like, I don't know, I've never heard of it, and I'll be like. Well, let me tell you about it. So I, I think there's kind of a mix of both, but I think it's not a problem if you're coming late to the party because you'll still find the people who like it. But I also really like finding those older shows or maybe not as widely known shows and be like, hey, have you seen this? Or maybe you missed it. Like I finally started watching Haikyuu and that's the boys volleyball one. And I, I, had, I had known about it. I knew what it was. I knew the visuals. I didn't know the plot or anything, but I'm like, oh yeah, I've seen the images for that. And I'm only just now started watching, but I'm like, that's fine. Of It was more interesting to me now to watch it versus maybe when I started it or when I could have started it or something like that. So I like to be aware maybe of what's going on, but I, I don't have any <laughs> lofty goals of like, I'm gonna watch everything. I'm like, that's just not possible. I got I had so much time in the day. There's only so many hours in a day. And the thing is too, different people could like different genres too. Like maybe you like the more shonen fighting genres, or maybe you want the more, you know, more friendship and romance and shoujo and go that way. But also literally what it looks like really matters to me. Cause it's like, I, I like certain styles. So I would gravitate towards that more. So if I don't like it, like visually, I might not watch it yet, but maybe I'll give every show a chance. Like I'll watch at least the first three to five episodes mm -hmm. to give it a chance of like, all right. Cause you can't just watch the first episode people. It's like, come on, that's not really fair. Like right. three to five is where you get into the plot. And then if it's not for you, that's okay. Nobody's yeah. making you watch it. It's okay. Yeah, I, I had a very, I had a recent anime experience. It's a really big show, uh, and I and I watched it. It wasn't for me, and I can't say that loud because all the fans hit me up in the DMs. <laughs> I was gonna say, what is it? Uh, it was a. Um, I actually wrote it down here. Um, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I That's not fair. Really fan, of, I really fan of things. <laughs> but you know what? That's the thing of like fans. You can love it, and if someone doesn't like it, don't yeah. hate on them for not liking it. Please don't hate me. It's it's more like. Hey, you haven't watched it? Come, let me show you this awesome thing. Like, it should be more that, like a fan going, let me tell you about this amazing thing. Yeah. Let me tell you about our Lord and Savior. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like, that feels like a, <laughs> let me tell you. I do feel some fans get like that. And it's like, whoa, slow your roll. Like, if you really want someone to be into it, you should share it as that fan who loves it. Yeah. But not, but also, if you're not watching it, don't be hating on it and you haven't even watched it yet. True, true. Uh, I, I, my... I, Oh, I was going to no, say, go was, ahead. No, it's like true. You're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, my friend Jasmine, she posts about JoJo's constantly and like cosplays and whatever. And I've kind of teased her because I know her. It's well, you can't do this to a stranger. But like, I'll be just like, mm, it's not my thing. But I have, I've read a couple of the manga um, 
volumes and I haven't really watched the show, but just the visual style to me was like, I don't really like it. Yeah. And it's, it's an extremely exaggerated vibe from what I've seen. And I could, I, I could understand people not, you know, that not clicking with them. And that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. Okay. I, I hear you. I mean, I used to read when I was in high school. I was in, in the mangas for a bit, uh, had a manga phase, and like there's there's a certain situations where I love story, like Initial D. I love the story mm -hmm. of Initial D, but I, I do not like the art. So it's like sure. I gotta suffer through the art. Yeah. <laughs> like what happens yep. next? Um, but enough about that, because I could talk to you about Initial D all day long because I am a nerd. Uh, I was actually perusing your Instagram at Carrie D Lane, and yeah. it turns out you have a portfolio of cosplay uh, out there, and which I one I'm impressed because. I tried it once and I was terrible at it. But two, how do you go about selecting the ones that you want to like adapt? I know there's being fans of the characters, but then sometimes you can be a fan of a character and go, I'm not really feeling it. Uh, how do you pick and select? No, that's a really good question of the, when you pick a cosplay for myself, I really do, similar to watching anime that's unpopular, well, not unpopular, not unpopular, just not as well known. I do like picking things that are maybe more obscure, because I'm not going to be making the incredible cosplays other people are going to be doing. So I don't want to be that one of like a hundred other people in the same costume. Mm. It's like showing up to an event and having the same outfit as somebody else. Like I'd rather pick a deep cut outfit of theirs or a lesser known character or show. And my favorite, cause I, I have basic sewing skills. Like my mom and I, like one year I sew pillowcases as gifts for Christmas, but you know, I'm not making anything on my own, like sitting at home making something, yeah. but I do love the cosplay. Anybody could do it like thrift store and closet cosplay in terms of as long as you have the basic, like block colors of what something is or basic idea of what it is, most people get it. And, or like a, like a casual Friday version of it. Like I did kind of a casual Friday version of Aurora from uh, Last Unicorn. I'm like, no, okay. it's uh, um, Amalthea. There we go. Uh, she, so I I have a dress. It's like a sun, it's just like a basic sundress kind of thing, but it's the right shade of purple. And she has a dress that's purple. And I just did the wig, everything, and like the makeup, how I would do it. Uh, so it achieved that goal of it looks like her, but yes, it's not the same. Yeah. Or it's a thrift store repurposed. Like I did Rin uh, Tosaka from Fate Stay Night. And that one was, I found a schoolgirl skirt at the thrift store. Uh, I think I bought thigh high tights from like just a department store. Shoes were thrift store. And this, let me tell you, finding a sweater shirt in July, <laughs> I pretty much like, I'm going to a convention. I'm going to Anime Expo. I want to make a costume. And this is probably the earlier days of conventions for me. And really? I was like, I want to make a costume. And so I just went and finding a sweater because it's a turtleneck that she kind of has. And it, it's it's pleated looking. I'm like gesturing to my arm that you can't see. But it's kind of <laughs> a pleated vibe on the shirt. So that's not right. But it was the right shade of red. And I just did puff paint to do the design on the chest and then like the buttons. So okay. I was like, sure. And my own hair was at that time close enough to what her hair was. Yeah. So I've done that too. Like what wig do I have or what is my actual hair close enough? D does the method change now that we're been locked down for 12 months here in California? Do you do, you do things for a different, cause there's no convention. So I'm assuming you're doing the Yeah, TikTok, it's like, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, TikTok yeah. or your Instagram, um, do you think of it differently I, or is it kind of the same deal? Do you worry about portability? I, Right, right, right. I haven't done any specific 
cosplays recently, but like, for example, uh, with TikTok, with anybody, if you're ever inspired by it, just do it. Like that's how I'm making my videos is nothing is super grandiose planning or whatever. It's more, oh, that looks cool. That gives me an idea and that's what I'm gonna do. So there's this like sound effect that's really like cheesy. It's like, it's a kitty cat, something like that. Nah. Uh, never mind. I'm not gonna sing it. I don't know it, but it's the, it's cheesy and cute. And I was like, I kind of want to do something with that. Yeah. So I don't know if I'll put on a wig for that. And also let me, come on, let's be real. My hair looks like anime hair in a way right now, <laughs> yeah. purple short hair. Yeah. So it just depends. Yeah. I haven't done as much. Oh, actually that's another shift in doing more press related work at conventions i haven't done as much cosplay because one which is not to say you can't do presses and cosplay at the same time totally fine but in my own experience if i wear wigs and they come and go i've had people not recognize me later and that can kind of be a problem because um. they'll just be like wait uh, like you met someone the day before and you're like hey i'm going to come tomorrow for an interview or blah blah and right. then they'll just be like yeah who you were yeah. yeah so either they don't recognize you uh or i think depending on the costume it can be just distracting from your guest or whoever it is you're talking to because the point is for you to get you know you're shining a light on them and whatever the topic is so if you're distracting that's one thing sure. unless like maybe if it's tied in like maybe you're cosplaying as a character that that voice actor has done that'd be actually a cool tie-in that'd yeah. be nice uh, or it's just maybe sometimes people don't seem to take you as seriously, which is unfortunate because it's like, I'm in a convention, I'm dressed up. And then they just kind of go like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So then I go for more like nerdy, chic, like a cool graphic tee or color and then like more colorful and comfortable because you're yeah. standing a lot and walking around a lot. <laughs> right, right. So then that's more what I've done. But it depends. Yeah, it kind of just depends literally. Like, do I feel like doing it? <laughs> yeah. Do, do all your pursuits uh, in the anime and cosplay and expressing yourself, is that something you do in tandem with your significant other? Or is that kind of like a thing you have just for Carrie while you get to pursue your career at the same time? Uh, right. I do most of it myself because I want to do it. But sure. it does get tagged along. <laughs> sure. Uh, uh, they've been in projects of mine because I needed somebody to help out. But conventions, if you've gone, it can be very uncomfortable all day. So yeah. finding costumes that are comfortable and functional is kind of hard. So then it's much easier than like, I'll just do it and that's fine. Yeah, do my thing. But there's I... been some, like for Halloween, we've dressed up together, but not, not as much conventions because it's hard to find ones. And then also it's just like, you you want to find something that's cool, but then generally I, I always get the ideas like last minute. So it's like, okay, maybe not. Sure. You, you do so much. And I know you don't need me to tell you that because you know you do it. Because I, uh, whether or not it is the hosting, whether or not it is the, the watching, the research, the, the I love the way how you structure your show that tells you that the craft you have. I always wonder this because with your, also with your other responsibilities, uh, the day job, i.e., uh, what is the dream? What does Carolyn want to do? Uh, what is going to be the, the one thing on that list of slashes that's going to be first when someone describes what you do? I love hosting, but I do know that most conventional like television broadcasting, I am not the demographic of what they want me to look like. As in these, these, mm -hmm. these, and I don't want to, these, mm -hmm. and I don't want to change that. Because I've definitely mm -hmm. got to that point where I'm like, I don't want to change it. Because I've done, um, I was talking to a friend of like, I did background work a lot 
like 2013, maybe it was around, yeah, 2013-ish, 12, 11, uh, a lot. And it was super fun. It was a really great experience and everything. But I definitely had, at that time, my hair was basic. Um, nothing wrong with basic hair, everybody. Calm down. Uh, but like, I finally added a colorful streak to my hair that I could hide if I needed to. And then I finally got past that point of like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. I'd rather just be whatever. And if it's, if I'm the wrong look for that, which is totally fine. Cause hosting too, like you could be just as skilled at it as I am, but like maybe they just want a dude's point of view or whatever. Like it could be as bait, as simplistic as that. And then there's yeah. nothing I can do about that. I'd be like, all right, well then it's fine. Yeah. Um, so I would, I, I'm more doing what I can do with what I am now. Ooh, that sounded all wordy and stuff. So making my own content, which for anybody who wants to do whatever, make your own content and just make it like you'll get better as you go. Cause that's the other thing too. I'm like, well, let me just make my own reviews of shows I like. And cause that's the other thing I do it on shows I like. Cause someone's like, well, how do you pick it? I'm like, well, if I like it, cause if I don't like it, I'm not going to be recommending yeah, it. Yeah. Nor will I sound excited. Like, yeah, watch this show. You're gonna sit there and edit. So unless you do one take like TikTok, that's the other easy way to do TikTok. You don't have to edit. I mean, you can, but you could just do it as one take. So I would love eventually to be doing, I think it'd be really great to be doing like travel hosting because I've done that on my own as well. Like I make it feel like you've come on this trip with me, which I have seen really cool TikTok videos do that too of like, hey, you wanna go? And like, yeah. all right, you're with me. So that idea, but maybe a, like an Anthony Bourdain, but a clearly a younger demographic slash, you know, younger people are, well, we can't right now, but, you know, like traveling and trying things and showing like, hey, just trying new food or places, uh, activities, like those are super fun. Like I did a cruise in Norway and I went on a, I'm blanking what his name is, but it's like a, a just a, a special boat and it was going in the fjords and it was super exciting. And I was like holding my phone to videotape it. I'm like, do not drop it because it yeah. will be gone. Um, I did not drop it. Don't worry. But like, yeah. you know, filmed myself on that. And then after talked about the experience. So like that kind of idea. Uh, also as well, I love the idea of doing something kind of like, um, Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, where you're interacting with your guests. So similar to what we're doing now in a way, but also maybe you do fun activities too, so that you get to know them. But I, I, I like longer form interview rather than whatever we seem to see as an audience where it's only like five or 10 minutes. Like you can't yeah. really get into meaty stuff right for the time and feel yeah. satisfied maybe you could get there but then it'd be like cool thanks for coming bye <laughs> it's, it's like so your biggest fear is yeah. spiders see you next week oh, yeah and i want to say that lily singh she's kind of doing that i've watched some of her show and that was really yeah. fun yeah. and she had, speaking of wrestling she had a couple wrestlers on oh. uh i don't remember who they, i don't know who they were so i can't remember who they were <laughs> you know she had an interview thing with them and then she did an activity thing with them and so i'm like oh that'd be really fun to have that kind of like a talk show format and interview people because i just enjoy that and like humble brag of i feel i'm good at that as well because you just need to have that natural curiosity and conversation flow because there are plenty of people let's be honest that you you go to message them or you go to type message them or something and they're just like yeah i'm fine and you're just like <laughs> help me out here <laughs> give me so, something i feel i can get that flow with a lot of people and i yeah. and i like it and it's i it, yeah it just feels like it comes naturally compared to i've tried acting and i was just like 
that just didn't feel natural the way it was. It seemed to my friends or something like that. But oh, you're I, done acting, I, huh? You're done acting. You're not, I, you're not going. I don't really, um, unless somebody brings me on for something, sure. But I'm I, I'm done with. I, I just never loved the audition process. I didn't love the submitting. I didn't like taking the acting classes. I mean, it was fun for what it was, but I wasn't like, this is my dream. So it's just like I didn't. It's, eh. Just that's good. Like if you realize that, that's better than spending time doing something you're unhappy doing. So, yeah. but it added to my own experience of I do like directing more because that was the problem when I acted. I I thought of directorial things more than I did the acting things. Right. Like what it looks like, what I want from it, and whatever versus like giving it. So, but then they all kind of interhelp each other. Cause then I understand what's like on that side. I understand better of how I would give a direction or what I explain, what I want to somebody. So, yeah. yeah. So focusing on the hosting thing is kind of the avenue. That's probably the most, you know, <laughs> yeah. well, like same thing I, directing. I haven't really made, I mean, directing my own content, I guess, cause I've made skits sure. and I'm trying to make more, I'm trying to make more of my TikTok slash. It will just go on Instagram later anyway. So if you're not on TikTok, it's okay. Uh, I kind of am, but I don't, haven't re-downloaded it. Like, I haven't it. done it yet. Yeah, yeah. I have, I have an account. It's there, but I deleted it because I was like, I don't know what to do here. And then, of course, the whole Why issue about it. Why don't you know what to do about it? I didn't. Do, I deleted the app. I didn't delete the, the, oh, the, the, okay. the account. But it was kind of like I don't know what to do. Am I a sketch comic? Am I just a we do whatever you guy? Want. I don't. Whatever I'm not dancing. I'm dancing. Sure I'm dancing. <laughs> like there's, it's, it's kind of. Make whatever you want to make, and the people who like that will find you. True. But what do I want to make on TikTok? I, well, I guess the platform. Watch stuff and like whatever inspires you, then do that. Like, and then I, if it, yeah, and ideas on TikTok, if anybody wants to make anything, one, find things that inspire you. Like, if you go, oh, this is cool. I like to watch a lot of whatever that thing is. Like, if it's a song, if it's a dance, if it's a trend, if it's a challenge, watch a bunch of versions of it so that you can see what you do like, don't like. And not telling them you don't like it, but just going, oh, okay, I don't like how this lighting is, or I don't like how the camera changed. Like, more like that. Like, if you made it, what would you change on it? Like, I did the silhouette challenge, and I did I, I did practical lighting. I didn't want to do an effect. You know, I didn't want to do an app to adjust it. So, mm -hmm. but that was my own thing of like, ooh, how can I make this with what I have and not change it so then yeah just do that of watching stuff and be like oh i like this and or if it just whatever ideas it gets you to to your credit when when a, tr a trend goes viral i'm like i wonder what cares gonna do and sure enough <laughs> within two days it's like okay <laughs> it delivers oh. bam uh, i tried <laughs> i've done those more recently because the thing is also i'm seeing my friends do it and either a funny one like you know yell she did one where she did a busted um, not the busted challenge she did silhouette challenge and did a more comedic route and mm -hmm. I was like, that's really funny. And I'm not surprised. I was a little disappointed she didn't do it fully. That's okay. Spoilers. But I like <laughs> that, like, she made it her own, you know? So I like seeing the friends do it. And I'm like, oh, I like what they did. I also watched yeah. James, who's been on your show. I've watched his TikToks of just advice. I haven't done that yet. I haven't really done TikTok where I just talk to TikTok. Right. Um, but I saw that of uh, funny moments and just do those. But I haven't gotten there yet, but that's fine. Just make it whenever you want. C coming soon. <laughs> yeah, coming soon. I have ideas and I have a skit thing too that I'm like, I just need to figure out how to do it because I see all the other people film like 
the back and forth conversational thingies. And I'm yeah. like, I haven't done it yet. But you learn it by doing it. I just haven't done it. Yeah, you, yeah, you definitely learn by doing. But I'm, I'm sitting here talking about TikToks and being on it. So <laughs> don't, don't listen to me, Gary. I'm the worst advice. Uh, you, your stuff goes everywhere, it seems. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, uh, Instagram, plus more stuff. Uh, what's missing in your distribution buffet, I guess? Like, Which? is there any part? Uh, yeah, That's probably the only one I haven't done. Yet. Uh, I'm Twitch. surprised. I, what's going to be the long form version? Is it going to be gaming? Is it going to be advice? Is well, it be I've, seen, I've seen people. I, I'm curious, like if this what we're doing, if like people would watch that on Twitch, you know. Maybe. But that's why it's fine on YouTube because the other thing is, depending what it is, you just listen to it, you know. Mm. So that's fine. Uh, I haven't really gotten the game. I feel, like I wouldn't call myself a gamer though. I feel that is one of those if you game at all, you are. So it's like totally sure. I, I remember like the good old days of Age of Empires where you played some random person online and that was super fun yeah. on a PC. And I have a PlayStation 3 and I feel like it's one of those. I, I probably sat down and started playing some stuff. I can get more time, get into it, but it takes time. And that's the other thing of where do you want to allocate your time? And for me, it's generally like, I want to sit down and watch like five movies or hours and hours of a show. Right. Oh, but hours of the game, I'm like, maybe later. But I have games <laughs> sitting on my shelf. I just haven't played them. I gotcha. Kind of the opposite because I'm in a Rocket League league. And so I spend time practicing. But my my Netflix queue is looking at me like, bruh, are you going to hit this at, at, at all? <laughs> I even had a Netflix show. And I'm like, yeah, I'm working on that. Um, uh, I, yeah, no, it's, it well, depends on, again, it's one of those first world problems. Too many things to watch. Uh, yeah, this pa past few days, I've finally like really powered through a few more movies. I'm like, oh, I'm finally watching movies. It's like, oh, I don't have time for a movie. But five hours of a TV show. Yeah. You're like, whoops. Is is that what you do for fun? Is that what, what fun Carrie does? I feel that's part of my hobbies if I do like watching stuff. But I mean, that kind of adds to the making of content is watching other content because you get ideas from other people. Like right. I watch a couple like beauty guru people of skincare. Um, shout out of watching. I like skincare with Hiram. Really good channel. Uh, James Walsh is great. Ooh, so it's interesting also seeing men talk about skincare. And one, um, Hiram's here in the U.S., Hawaii, and then James is in U.K. somewhere. And it's kind of cool to hear different opinions. Uh, then there's also a lady, Mixed Makeup, I think is what she calls it, Susan Yara, which that's had some interesting controversy things with some things she released. And then I had to go to YouTube and be like, what's going on? Why are people upset? <laughs> yeah. uh, watching YouTube. There you go. I watch a lot of YouTube and a lot of TikTok. And then that's my other fun thing. I like sending videos and things to my friends. I'm like, oh, I hope you like this. And then it's nice when they actually say they do. Because if they don't say anything, then you're like, Aww. did you like this? <laughs> like, did I not send more? Because if you're on my list of sending people, I probably send you like multiple videos that are either like cool, sexy, funny, interesting, or like if you're into horror related stuff, it's a horror related content. Yeah. But if you don't say anything, then I'm like, it, or this it is, is what the kids do. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's funny. Like, yeah. No, 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 yeah, I'll see turtle. I'll see yeah. turtle. I have a couple of friends that does that do send me stuff, memes, and I I get them in the same boat. I'm like, I feel I should say something. It's a gift. Or, <laughs> I, mean, I should acknowledge yes. this. <laughs> but like Instagram, double tap it. You liked it. That is yeah. that is response enough. Yeah, that means I've seen it because I know you've seen it. Because I do like the Instagram will be like seen. Yeah, 
boop, blowing up my spot. I've seen you seen it, but I'm left on red. Yeah. Uh, we're still in the in the top quarter of 2021. Just I, I don't know if you do resolutions, you have any plans or goals this year. What does Caroline want to do? How is she going to take over the world this time? Well, uh, no, I didn't really do resolutions, and I have seen very interesting, like, different opinion on if it's good or bad, because I, I think it's more just, if there's something you want to do, a resolution, sometimes you feel like, oh, I didn't do it, and then it's done. It's like, no, like, every day, like, this is your new plan, like... I'm trying to go to bed earlier, so I have more time in my morning. And it's there's this last week I was staying up till three, so I wasn't doing so good. But then when I did went to bed at like two or two thirty, I was like, yes. So you know, it just kind of depends on it's an ever evolving cycle of improvement. Uh, that's a good question of because this one anime show finished, so I'm like, well, what one would be next? I don't know yet. I have an idea for like not not a multi-episode thing but looking at a particular anime show this is i'm not going to describe say what it is because i don't know if this is happening yet but it's a mm -hmm. anime and it's a live action and so i'm like oh it'd be really cool to like invite some of the people involved with the anime and be like let's talk about it as just like we like the anime and then they made live action let's chat yeah. um excuse me so that's something one thing that's like out there as an idea I probably want to get back into doing more movie reviews because I haven't done a sit down one of those in a while, but I haven't watched a lot of new anime that I want to make a thing of because I'm catching back up. Dr. Stone is back. Oh my gosh, y'all, if you aren't watching that show, it's really good. Also, Attack on Titan is on the final season, so that's yes. also really good. <sighs> There's a lot of things that finally pay off by now. There's been some moments where I'm like, Yes. Yeah, like anime uh, is like one of the good art forms of, of, of not stretching things out, but have you on the edge of your seat, show after show. Yeah. <laughs> um, but maybe I might do more of like how I've watched some of the movies and put them on TikTok of recommendations because there's like maybe it's on Netflix and you haven't seen it. Like last night I watched um, Namaste Walla Wahala. Um, now that's a movie that if you like Bollywood, it's very on brand vibe. It is a bit cheesy, but I feel again, it's on brand of like mm -hmm. what you would expect, but it's a cute romance thing. And there's a lot of things I liked in it. So maybe I might do more other reviews as well. And too, and then be like someone here, pay me to make them. No, <laughs> right. If it works out, it works out. Right. So, yeah. but um, I, I'd say in general, I have, and I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing. I don't never, I don't never. I don't really do the, what is my five-year plan? What is this plan? I'm a bit more like, hey, this thing is working. Let's go with that thing. Oh, wait, this thing's working. Let's go with that thing. And it's a bit more like ebb and flow, go where it's, if that thing's working, do more of that, whatever it is. Yeah, five-year plans are overrated. Um, or make shows with you because we've done the American Gods after show kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, so, man, that changed my life. Oh, Right, it's such a good show. I'm so glad. Yay. Uh, coming up, there's no official thing yet, but uh, Winona Earp is coming out for their last bit. And we, the people who had done the, been covering it since the beginning, we did our own quarantine version of covering it on our own. And so we're planning to come back for this last bit. No details yet. So when you watch this, I don't know if we're doing it, but probably go follow me and you'll find out when it is. So excited to be covering that show again, because that's when. Just real quick, I have seen your your Bollywood content coverage. Is that kind of the same thing with your anime thing? Were you just a, a fan of the culture? Were you just take a trip to India and was like into it? Did so? Like, how did that happen? Well, no, that's, I have not been to India yet. So if anybody yeah. wants to pay me to be a travel host to go, 
There you hey, go. Synergy. Uh, <laughs> not, oh, that's what I want in the universe. Uh, no, the they, um, I had liked, like, Bend It Like Beckham is kind of that gateway-y one of just kind of like a glimpse of it. Uh, I hadn't really seen much. And then when I was in college, we had a Bollywood film class, which was super fun. And something that's really cool about it is our teacher was saying how this was also the early days of YouTube. Uh, she was able to cover a lot because you could access so many clips on YouTube versus trying to find the content to talk about it and everything because before it was really hard and you'd have a copy of a copy of a copy. And I do have some of those DVDs that I bought at the Bollywood video stores where it's wow. a burned copy of a copy of a copy. Uh, so it's just sorry, I have one too. Hey, it's just one. Yeah. Which one do you have? I have I have Omkara and uh, Fight Club members only, which came around the same time. I was in London in 2006, but yeah. I think the one I have that's the burned burned one is um, Om Shanti Om, and it's I'm like, but it works. That's if that's what you can get, and then that's fine. Uh, so then I was taking the Bollywood film class, and then also at that time there was a Bollywood dance class happening, and I'm like, oh, perfect, I'll take it. And it was actually really kind of a cool cross learning experience because then we had the class and the movements and everything. And then I had a really good person um, in my Bollywood film class who I was just like, so why are they using the shoe? Like explain things. And she's, you know, Bollywood American kind of person of grew up here, but she's Indian. And uh, she, she knew, loved Bollywood. Cause just cause you're Indian does not mean you like Bollywood. I've encountered that as well. And so then that just kind of spurred it. And I was in a Bollywood dance troupe for a while from that class. Uh, so that was really fun. So we went to, we play, um, performed at a couple weddings and cultural events, which was really fun. And it was just really great to learn about it and embrace it and really participate in it as well. And it's, it does make for later side notes of interesting discussions about appreciation versus appropriation. Yeah. No, so it's do, like, do you want to share some thoughts on that now? I mean, I know if you, if, not, if it's uncomfortable. But, well, I say the, you can, I feel you can participate if you are genuinely interested in whatever it is and you appreciate it and where it comes from and you're not exploiting it for your own gain or you haven't like made fun of or put down whatever it is. Like I always had it where if anybody was doing like the dumb quickie mart Indian accent jokes, I was just like, no, it's not, it's not funny. Like I, I don't like stop. So then you, you call that out of like, so then don't be later making that joke. You know, so it's like, mm, yeah. I'm looking at whoever you are that makes that. It's like, don't do that. It's not yeah. funny. Yeah. Uh, do, and it's, go ahead. Do, oh does, does anyone like hit you up and say, hey, you shouldn't be wearing that or appreciating that or dancing that way or doing these festivals or? No. And I would say, and I, I clearly cannot speak for uh, as a whole, but I have found with Indian cultural stuff, as a group, everybody's been far more welcoming and excited. Like, oh, you like our xyz like that's awesome and they're just so excited that you're excited about it but i am genuinely excited and like i love the food and i own a few saris and i have traditional indian attire that either i've bought myself or it's been a gift and um i worked at the indian film festival for like 10 years as a volunteer and staff and then press and then would dress up in cultural attire it's not really dress up if anybody wants to pull that word out of there too no it's like it felt so cool and appropriate to wear that kind of outfit and it felt like you're just like oh, i feel so beautiful wearing it at this event and it feels it's just the colors and just the history behind it is be like beautiful and just so exciting so that was really 
kind of just then that all built. But then again, similarly, I, I learned through the Indian Film Festival, which does not really cover Bollywood movies. Side note, so don't. It's more like indie cinema, and. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would talk to people and they're like, oh my gosh, you know way more Bollywood than I do or something like that. Like, oh, you know, yeah. you're really into it. So I'm like, yeah, yeah kind of a bit. Yeah, I, I, just, as a far, it's, it's really interesting to see how much you've leaned in. I have seen some of the saris that are featured on your Instagram and I was like, man, Karen's really about this, you know? But um, you hit the nail on the head about appreciation versus appropriation. And uh, maybe that's a discussion for another time, but I really feel like there is a difference. And uh, thankfully, your, your Aaron has had a caution there. <laughs> and then it's the other of just like learning experience. Like, um, for example, I... Um, like we'll be real share here people of when i was in like seventh grade i went and got my hair braided because i thought that was cool and i did my own braiding my hair just like creatively of like Ooh, let me do styles and i it went to um my dad worked in a more predominantly black area and i was visiting he was a veterinarian and i would vi i was visiting and i went he his salon that he went to get his haircut was like a black salon because I never really asked like why there, but that was the spot he went. And I went there to get my hair braided because I was like, this is so cool. And it was super fun. And I loved having it. I always thought braids look cool too. I did not get like the extensions or anything put in it. It was just a neat, I liked it. And then I, I even experienced the one moment where I went to a really small middle school and it was very more uh, casual relationship of like, you know, it wasn't so formal of teacher to student per se. And you're not missing through that or anything because I feel like anything you say people will be like well no mm -hmm. um like our teachers were first names you could say a first name so I had one moment I remember in one of my I think it was in their history of social studies class and my teacher came up and like picked up a braid I'm like whoa no no, no like that so I yeah. but it was good for me to learn that then to understand how violating and invasive it felt for just me so I can't even imagine the full extent of how it would feel for anybody that this is their day-to-day -day life. So that was the thing where I appreciated it and I, I was glad I got to try it. And it wasn't, I, I felt I did it in, like, would I do braids now? Probably not, wouldn't go to a salon now, but at like seventh grade and I thought it was cool and I went to an actual black salon, it was the best I could do at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the thing too, is if people learn like, okay, maybe that's not the best thing, but I never like made fun of it or I never felt it yeah. was any less. I, I just was like, it's so cool. Cause I also grew up in a very, I grew up in solving. It's predominantly like white or Latinx. There's not, there's how many Asian people and black people you could probably count on two hands. Yeah. Yeah. For what yeah. I interacted with. So it was just, and maybe at that point you're maybe exoticizing it, but I didn't think I was at that time. It was just more like, I've seen, whatever people like again out of between the out of the white or latinx like you see those people on movies and so it's so like such great experience to actually interact with other people that aren't what you see sure that's a very long-winded and wordy thing and i hope that makes sense it isn't yeah. misconstrued in any weird way or whatever I mean, I'm only misconstrued because I haven't had hair in my head for like 10 years, but I, I totally get what you mean there. I mean, there, there's something from a, almost an innocence of saying, oh, this is cool, let me do it. Or this is something that makes me feel empowered, let me do it. Uh, with mm -hmm. not say disregard of culture, but independent of, of a culture. 
Uh, and it's a whole different thing than, than like, say, um, like you're saying, exploiting someone's hair or, like, taking pictures of it, saying, I'm a part of this culture now because I have a hair. Oh, God, no. Oh, that is, ooh. yeah, that's something completely different. But I hope people tag and share your stuff. Carrie, thanks so much for rolling through us on this episode of yeah. New York Radio. I appreciate it. But uh, tell the world how they can find, tag you in yeah. content, see all your stuff, get autographs, yeah. all that stuff. Yes. Wait, there it is. Ah, it's like a mirror if anybody's wondering. I'm like, it's backwards. Yes, you can find me online at Carrie D. Lane on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and then YouTube. You can just search my name. So I actually have two YouTube pages. I have the one that's more professional, and then I have one that's more casual. So the casual one is like, I went to Six Flags, and here's a video of Six Flags or something like that. That's a little bit more just random. Uh, but then over the professional one, it's more content like what you're watching now or uh, short films I've made as well. And then speaking of Bollywood, I made a Bollywood short film for the Bollywood film class. And Ooh. that's all on there as well. And it's super cheesy. And if you laugh, that's good because that's what we intended. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the cheese with intent. so much for listening to New Amsterdam Radio. Learn more about the show at newamsterdam.com. That's K-N-E-W Amsterdam.com. Until next time, this city is yours. 